This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor's just completed two-day message, Overcoming Discouragement, was the perfect introduction to this final, most important teaching of the entire Overcomer series entitled, The Truth About Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. Why is overcoming discouragement any more important than overcoming any of the other life challenges we've studied so far? Because as Pastor believes, discouragement is the greatest weapon the enemy has in his warfare against God's people. We learn that discouragement never operates alone, but rather acts as a crowbar that first opens the door to doubt, no longer trusting God is the solution to our problems, and ultimately to compromise, which always takes the path of least resistance to a place where you settle for far less than God had planned for you. Here's the truth about the devil's plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. Learning to recognize and deal with it before it deals with you always ensures you'll be an overcomer no matter what comes your way. David is, is lamenting and moaning and groaning. And then finally, uh, let's go to verse 16. He says, when I thought how to understand this, in other words, when he stopped his complaining and he got his footing back and he put his attention back on the Lord and on his faith walk, and on the promises of God, and stop looking at the prosperity of everybody else around him and the blessings of everybody else around, whether they be the proud or, or the godly or the ungodly. He, when he finally got himself stabilized and stopped looking around, he said, when I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. In other words, I had to go back to God. And in this case, he had to go to the sanctuary. In other words, he had to get hold of himself. See, sometimes when, when you see in others around you, I, get, uh, I got a very powerful testimony here that'll bless you, but when you see others getting the things that you need and want and desire, you're praying for a new car and you're still driving a junk and three other people in your, in, your fr- in your circle of friends all got their new car and you're still driving your junk car or whatever it be, you're still believing God. I'm telling you what, you can get pretty discouraged. Because you're looking and saying, God, what about me? So he says, until I went to the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Then notice verse 21. Now he comes to his senses. He says, thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I love this next verse. I was like a beast before you. A beast. In other words, saying, Lord, I was, I'm all fleshed out. I, I've gotten so whacked out because I'm looking at everybody else and what they have and what I don't have and how it's working for them. It isn't working for me. I got in the flesh like a beast. I'm like an animal. That's how ugly you can, you can be. See, sometimes you don't realize it, but you're, you're like a beast. You're looking ugly. And he says, nevertheless, I am continuing with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel. Now he's got his, he's got his head back straight. 
And he goes on to say in verse 26, for indeed those who are far from you shall perish and destroy. In verse 28 he says, but it is good for me to draw near God. I put my trust in God that I may declare all your works. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you a story because I fell into this um, a little bit. Many years ago when we were trying to build this building, we were coming out of Porchester, you've all heard this story. Um, many of you have heard the story. We, we were 150 people. We had $150,000 in the bank and we embark upon buying this piece of land and beginning this building pro- process, which was a really very, very difficult process. Um, many, many times along the journey, I thought the task, I thought the journey was difficult. The task was too, big. I never built, I never even put a doorknob on a door. And God calls me to build, you know, to lead this building project. I never even hammered a nail into a piece of wood. I'm, I'm not handy. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not handy. So, so we were, um, we were trying to get this building project done and had 150 people and we had gotten as much money as we could get from 150 people. We brought, bought the building project and one day I was sitting in this sanctuary. There was no carpeting on the floor. There was no sheetrock on the walls. There were no lights in the ceiling. All there were were these stringers with light bulbs because they were working in here. It was dusty, it was dirty and I was sitting right here on this platform and I looked around at this empty shell of a building. We had no more money. We were plumb broke. Nobody wanted to lend us any money. I had been to banks. I could not get any money. And I sat around and I looked. And of course, the devil is sitting on my shoulder saying saying to me, consider the cost before you go to build the tower, lest you do not have the money to finish. And everyone laughs at you. See, Pastor Ray, your reputation is done. You're going to be the laughing stock of the community. You started this building and you can't finish it and you have nowhere to go. I'll be honest with you. It was a very discouraging moment of my life. Very discouraging. Because I really stepped out in very bold faith to do this. And I felt like dark. I felt like God had forgotten me, forsaken me, left me. Anybody ever, ever feel that way? I didn't know where to go. Nobody could help me. Everyone said, well, I'll pray for you, brother. And I'm thinking to myself, I believe in prayer, but right now some money would really help. <laughs> I appreciate the prayers, but can you, can you, can you, can you get some money to, to me? Because that's really, I need the prayers, but I need the money. You understand, you know, I'm just being real with you. So in the midst of this battle, one of my staff members comes to me. I said, Pastor Ray, did you hear this? And I said, no, what? So it was in the paper. There's a church, she named the church, local church. There was a wealthy businessman that just gave them a million dollars. I said, what? A million dollars. Well, I would like to tell you that I was rejoicing for that church, but I wasn't. <laughs> First thing that I look at, God, you sent that man to the wrong church. <laughs> They're not even in a building program. I'm in the middle of this building program. I have no money to finish it, and that church gets a million dollars. What am I, chopped liver? I would like to tell you that I was being, you know, spiritual, but I wasn't. I was like a beast before him. I was envious of the prosperity, not in this case of the evil, but of another brother. Because envy, whether you're envious of the world or envious of people in the kingdom, either people in the world or the king, it's still envy and it's still no good. 
And, and it could cause great discouragement. I'll be honest, I was, dis- I mean, my heart just, I said, man, there are, there are people out there with this kind of money. God, send somebody to me. You sent that guy to the wrong church. Now, 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 now listen to this, all right? Now, I didn't stay in that position for very long because I, I, then I got down on my knees and I started to pray and I said, Lord, bless that church. Thank you for blessing that church. Now, I wasn't feeling it. I'm being honest with you. I wasn't feeling it. I still, in my mind, I'm thinking, you sent the guy to the wrong church. But I knew I had to do the right thing. I wasn't going to allow myself to get, you ready, discouraged because somebody else got something that I was believing God for. So I, you know, I got through. I said, "Lord, ooh, I said, Lord, bless them." Sorry about that. Lord, bless them. I'm, I'm happy that they got it. And then I, I began to, to, to quote some scripture. I said, "God, you're not a respecter of persons. Whatever you've done for them, you will do for me. You'll do for us. I trust you. Forgive me for having a wrong attitude." You know, and I got into the flow of it. I got my stride back, and I got back into the race. I did think about that church once in a while. <laughs> I did think about that, and I did say to the Lord, I said, Lord, if he's got another million dollars that he wants to unload, send him right this way. But guess what? The man never showed up with a million dollars. As a matter of fact, nobody showed up with a million dollars. Nobody showed up with even $10,000. As a matter of fact, nobody even showed up with a thousand at that point. We had drained the congregation, basically. Everybody gave as much as they could give. It was just a small congregation. But I, as the man of God and the leader and one who's on this journey and been given this task, I had, a, had an opportunity to do one of two things, either get discouraged, start to doubt, compromise, or stay in, the, stay in it for the long haul and see what God was going to do. Well, the long and the short is that God, we did complete the project. We went a different way. God opened up different doors. Nobody came with a million dollars. Nobody brought any big money. But we were able to work it out to where we built this building and pleaded it. We shouted victory. And I kept a good heart. We all kept a good heart about it. Now, let's fast forward about three, three to four years. All of a sudden, this couple shows up in the church. And I never told this testimony for many years. I just told it recently. I started to share it because the, the family at that time asked me because they were in the church. They didn't want anybody to know uh, about this because it would be obvious it was them. They were a very, very wealthy family. And um, they started coming to church here. They were very solid, strong Christian believers. And um, someone one day came to me and said, you know who that is? I said, I have no idea. And they told me who it was. I said, oh, okay. I said, you know, very, well, very wealthy people. I said, oh, okay, very successful. I said, oh, okay, that's great. You know, that doesn't impress me. I treat everybody the same. I'm not into the politics, you know. You know, some people kiss up to the wealthy people and, you know, hang around. I, I, I love everybody the same. I'm not, getting, I'm not playing that game. Homie, don't go there. No, I don't, homie, don't play that. I don't, I don't play that, right? So, so... So, you know, I'm just preaching, you know, because sometimes, you know, the temptations, you want to adjust the preaching to please... And pastors have done that, but I, I don't care, man. You don't like me. I've had 
people that big givers come to me tell me they don't like this, they don't like that, I should do it. Don't come and tell me what I need to do. You never did what I do. You're not called to do this. I'm called to do this. You can't even do your life and you're going to tell me how to do my life. You can't even do your thing and you're going to tell me how to do my thing. Go do your thing and I'll do my thing and let's just leave each other alone. Don't meddle in God's affairs. You're not called to it. You don't understand it. You can't understand it unless you're called to it. Unless you're called to it, you don't understand it. So anyway, one day, um, you know, they were coming to the church and we weren't, yeah, wealthy man, but we weren't seeing anything that wasn't showing up in the offering. And trust me, I was checking. So, so, you know, it wasn't showing up. And um, so one day, anyway, I get a phone call. And it was this guy, and he says, Pastor Ray, I just want to talk to you a little bit. And I'm thinking, okay. I remember I was sitting in my kitchen. I just finished cleaning up from dinner or whatever. And he called my, my house. Somehow he got my house number, and he called, and it was fine. And he said, I just wanted to talk to you. I said, I just want to tell you how much I love the church and how much, you know, you've been a blessing to us. And the word you preach is really good. It's practical. You're down to earth. We can really relate to you. He says, you know, and he told me a little bit about himself. You grew up a Christian. And I'm listening. I'm saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, well, he said, you know, we haven't had a family church because I've been, my business has taken me different places and we've been moving around a lot over the last couple of years. And he says, we haven't had a family church and uh, so we've had nowhere to tithe. Now he's getting my interest. (laughs) I said, yeah. (laughs) And he says, so what we've been doing is we've been taking our tithe and we've been putting it into an account waiting for God to let us know where this church is that we are to put this tithe into. I said, yeah. (laughs) And he said, well, we believe that this is the church. I said, yeah. (laughs) So he said, well, I'm going to have my accountant call you because, you know, when you're in that realm, you don't do this stuff. You have accountants that do this. So I'm going to have the accountant call you. And um, he's going to arrange for this to, you know, be transferred over to your account. He said... And I'm, I'm waiting, you know, I have no idea how much money he's talking about. He says, well, just to let you know, he says, there's a little over a million dollars in that account. So, so the account, so I'm like, okay, give me his information. I wrote it all down. Thank you. I mean, I nearly fell off. The t- I mean, my heart almost jumped out of my chest. I had never in all these years of ministry ever received a gift, not even close to that you know not a gift to me but but a gift to the church a tithe or an offering to the church never 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 in all the years of ministry had i ever gotten that kind of money coming into the church so my heart was beaten anyway the accountant called we transferred the money it turned out to be 1.3 million dollars so so about oh i don't know about a year later they're getting ready now because he's moving again his travels are taking him somewhere else he was with us for a number of years very humble very very humble you would you would never know just a humble person and then about a year later, um, he called me up. Well, a couple times in between, there was some money that he'd given for some special things. And this accountant, you know, I kept talking to this. I really like talking to this accountant. <laughs> Every time his name came up, I said, yeah, you know, all right, I like the accountant thing. But anyway, so about a year later, he calls me and he says, look, he says, you know, we're getting ready to move and this is what we're doing. This is my travel say, but I, I have another tithe that I need to give. And I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, so-and-so, you know, the accountant's going to call. He said, yeah. 
Anyway, it was another $500,000. So in a matter of a year, a little over a year, he sowed into the church $1.8 million. Now, now here's my point. Here's my point. Going back to that day when I was sitting here and the person came and told me that the church down the street got a million when I'm praying for it, don't know how I'm going to finish the project. If I had gotten a soured heart, bad attitude, discouraged, fell into doubt, made a compromise, I wouldn't have been there for that day when the $1.8 million was coming into the hands of this church to do the ministry and to do the work. I wouldn't have been here. It wouldn't have happened. I would have compromised. Or if I had kept a sour heart about it, God would have never directed that man in this direction. That man would have never ended up here. I was getting used to those, uh, that, that, that accountant calling, though. That was great, man. Every time he'd call. So 1.8 million. So that church got a million. But this church and this pastor got 1.8 million. It didn't look like it. Are you getting my point here? You see, you can't let discouragement knock you out because you just don't know. You may be on, you know, hardship uh, highway, but you are about to turn onto Blessing Boulevard. The next turn is going to be, you know, it's going to be the, the, the flood tide of blessing coming into your life. But you've got to be committed to the journey. You've got to be committed to the task. You've got to rejoice with those who are rejoicing along the way. Don't get jealous. Don't get envious. Don't take offense because others are getting blessed. You need to take lessons from them. Because your day is coming. God is not a man that he should lie. God, listen, he promised that he, he, he got what he does for one, he will do for another. He is no respecter of persons. In other words, he doesn't have favorites. I know some of you think you're God's favorite, but you're not. I'm God's favorite. No, we're all God's favorite. God does not have favorites. He loves everybody. What he'll do for one, he'll do for the other. If you will dare to believe him, if you will dare to stand in faith, if you will dare to stay on course, if you'll stand up against the discouragement that comes your way, refuse to doubt, and most certainly do not ever compromise your walk with God. Do not compromise your faith. Do not make a concession with the enemy. We're getting into no discussions with the devil. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it forever. It's going to be a reality in my life. It'll be a reality in your life. That's the end of it. Let me tell you what, when that money came to, to, to the hands of this church, it flipped everything the other way. Got us out of a hole. We're able to pay off debt. We're able to get ourselves stabilized. We're able to buy that house, which now is a tremendous blessing. Yes. We didn't have that house. We'd be in big trouble. Yes. All of our storage is there. We had to put offices there. We have meetings there. We're doing things, using it. It was a blessing. Why? Why? because of that man and what he did to increase this church. But it also took this man to stay the course. Yes, See, you don't realize it, but God, while, while, while God is working on you, while God is working on you, you've got a dream. You've got a vision. You have a destination. Listen to me. God's working on you. 
simultaneously God is working on somebody else. And if you'll stay the course, just time, just time. I said, just time. I said, just take some time. It may be a little bit longer, but you stay the course. You're over here. And that, that, that guy's over there, and you're both walking on a journey, and all of a sudden, bam, there's going to come a day. The appointed time is going to be revealed, and the blessing is going to flow. Your appointed time is going to come to reality. Amen. Come on, somebody in the house. You got to be committed to the journey. You got to be committed to the work. You got to hold your heart fast. You can't get envious and jealous and, and, and envious of other people. Rejoice with everybody. Thank God that he's a God that blesses. Thank God that he's a God that increases. Thank God that he'll do it for you if you'll just maintain your faith, maintain your stride, stay in the race. Don't quit. Don't get into doubt. Don't get into compromise. Kill that discouragement by encouraging yourself in the word. You see somebody get blessed, you say, God did it for them. They're going to, he's going to do it for me. I'm, I'm getting in line. If faith worked for him, it's going to work for me. If the word worked in his life, the word's going to work in my life. If anything, I'm going to learn from those around me is how to, how to bring the blessing into this natural realm. Be imitators of those who through faith and patience are inheriting the promises of God. Don't get offended. People get offended. Say, well, I don't know. This stuff doesn't work for me. You know why it didn't work for you? You didn't stay in long enough. You're not doing it. You're not on the journey. You're not committed to the journey. You're not committed to the work. You got to stay on the journey. You got to stay. You got to be committed to it. You got to keep doing it. When it's easy, you do it. When it's not easy, you do it. When you feel like doing it, you do it. When you don't feel like doing it, you do it. You just do it. Turn to somebody and say, do it. Just do it. Just keep at it. Your day of blessing and harvest is closer than it was yesterday. You are closer today than you were yet. Some of you are about to turn the corner in your life. Don't get discouraged. Don't get doubtful. Don't compromise. Continue the walk, even though it's difficult. Come on, put your hands together and give God the praise and the glory. Amen. All right. Took me a long time to land this morning, but that's all right. We covered some ground. So now don't get all pumped up and go out and get deflated. Stay pumped up. Stay pumped up. Do whatever you got to do to encourage yourself. We'll talk about some things maybe next time about how to keep yourself encouraged. Amen. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.